Last week in the narrative lectionary, oh, I should mention that today's scripture is um, the gospel according to Mark, chapter 13, verses 1 through 8 and 24 through 37, which can be found beginning on page 881 in your pew Bibles. So in last week's narrative lectionary, we read Mark 12, 28 through 44, where Jesus taught the greatest commandment, to love God with all one's heart and soul and might, and to love one's neighbor as one loves oneself. We learn that to speak this commandment is one thing, yet to truly live out this great commandment asks something much deeper of us all. God wants the whole of us. In the scripture reading, recall the poor woman who gave two coins from her meager savings. She gave more greatly than those who give from their stuffed coffers. For while they gave adequately from their abundance, she gave generously from her poverty. This week's reading comes directly after last week's reading. In Mark 13, chapters, uh, verses 1 through 8 and 24 through 37, Jesus prophesied the coming of God. This will be preceded by much suffering, including wars and the shaking of the powers of the heavens. These things must come to pass first. The time of God's arrival is unknown even by Jesus, even by the angels. Therefore, all must keep awake and keep alert in anticipation of God's coming. Listen now for the word of God. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, privately, tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cock crow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Jesus talks of the crumbling buildings, the temple, wars, and suffering. And these are merely birth pangs. He speaks of the coming of the kingdom of God. And at this point in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is well into his ministry of teaching, healing, performing exorcisms, and challenging. He challenges the temple authorities, Roman law, and even his disciples, who are often portrayed in this gospel as confused by Jesus' words. Jesus tells his disciples that change is coming. Despite the famine and the wars of nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, the disciples are not to be alarmed. These things must come, Jesus says. For beyond the wars of man, beyond the authority of the priests and the scribes, reigns the ultimate power of God. It is the coming of God that will darken the sun, pull the stars from the skies, and shake the very powers of heaven. These are the signs that God is near. But as to the day or hour of God's arrival, we don't know. Neither the angels nor Jesus knows. Only God. So Jesus tells the disciples, keep awake, keep alert. We recognize that phrase from Mark chapter 14. Jesus pleaded with his disciples to keep awake in Gethsemane as he went off in solitude to pray. Yet they were unable to. Jesus returned three times to his disciples, and three times he found them asleep. Wakefulness and alertness means to be watchful, observant, attentive to one's surroundings. It might feel as if all of one's senses are heightened. Often we experience such a state of alertness when we are in unfamiliar territory, or in a situation where we are unsure of what the outcome will be. The unknown can put us on edge a bit. It can make us wakeful and alert. In addition to Jesus' directive to keep alert, he also told his disciples that many would be led astray, lulled into false belief by a false god. Even today, our society harbors many false gods that lead people astray, be it the worship of money or prestige, the badge of busyness, the belief that we can go it alone, even a tethering to our devices. Netflix binge, anyone? It's easy to imagine a modern-day false god that can wedge itself between us and God. But being led astray from God is also what separates us from one another. As humans, to be closer to one another, to love one another, brings us closer to God. And make no mistake, to invite God into our lives is not necessarily inviting peace. If buildings are to fall and barriers between God and us are to crumble away, it is going to take some doing. Preparing for God's kingdom is going to make a bit of a ruckus. Lillian Daniel describes the season of Lent as a time to ask God to prepare us for the resurrection of Jesus Christ by sweeping out the dust that clogs our spirits, by cleaning out the gutters of our hearts, 
by opening up the windows and bringing in the air of God. Can we imagine that today? In short, to prepare for God's kingdom, to have our hearts open to God's will, is messy work. It requires us to be open to the vulnerability of our own pain and to be a witness to the pain of others. In essence, to prepare for God's kingdom requires of us a new world view where we place our love for one another and our trust in God at the center. In this way, the barriers that separate us from God begin to crumble. I know a woman whose worldview has shifted dramatically. Her understanding for others deepens and her barriers crumble a bit more every time she moves her family to a new town. She is white, an educator by profession. She has moved for a new job more than once. Every time she and her family arrive to a new town, the first stop they make is the police station. They don't go to ask for directions or to register their car. They go so that the police can meet their boys. You see, several years ago, this woman and her husband adopted two, their two sons, brothers, from Ethiopia. And over time, she has gained a new worldview about dark skin and its relationship to authority. She would not have developed this understanding if her sons were white. Over time, however, it has become painfully clear to her that for her boys, it is critical to know the police in your town, and more importantly, for the police to know you and recognize you in town. As the white parent of these brown-skinned boys, this experience has attuned her to feelings that are sometimes unwanted, yet it also makes her alert to the pain experienced by those whose stories she might not otherwise understand. Her own vulnerability upended her worldview in exchange for a deeper connection to others. <clears throat> My own worldview was turned upside down in quite a different manner many, many years ago. <clears throat> After our third child was born, I developed postpartum depression I found that what I thought I knew about myself was being challenged, and I struggled to redefine who I was. Over a period of time, I had to figure out how to let go of certain expectations of myself. Jesus speaks of the sun darkening and the moon not giving light. When my understanding of my own life was turned upside down, it really was as if the sun and moon had gone dark and the heavens were shaking back and forth. It was a vulnerable time. Yet the hard-won wisdom I gained from that experience was that I wasn't actually in control of my life. When I look back, that time of vulnerability put me on a road toward a better understanding of myself yet it also informed my relationship to others in my life. For me, 
Preparing to do God's will meant an acknowledgement and openness to the fact that I couldn't pretend to be in charge. I couldn't do it alone. And it deepened my understanding of others who have suffered from depression. When my worldview was upended, it slowly began to break down barriers in myself and awakened me to a deeper understanding of my relationship with God and with others. When has your own worldview been turned upside down? Something we may believe is permanent, immutable in our own lives, something that is akin to the light of the moon, the warmth of the sun, however we define it, that something is no longer there. When these seemingly permanent things disappear, we don't know what or whom to rely on. But it is in those moments that we can become newly awake to the presence of God. Opening ourselves to this vulnerability is painful, but it creates a space. It opens a window and an opportunity for new alertness to God's will in our own lives. Heaven and earth may pass away, but God's will and words will not pass away. The only permanence in our lives is God. So keep alert, throw open the window, and bring in the air of God. And let's see what God is up to in your life. Amen.